You're listening to the Comic Book Informer Podcast with Vince and Raj, a podcast for everyone from comic nerds to comic noobs. You know who you are. Now here's your host, Raj. Hello and welcome to the Comic Book Informer Podcast. This is Roger coming to you on Wednesday, the 13th of July. As fine a comic book day as there ever was. And I'm certain my esteemed co-host would agree with me, would you not, Vince? Yes, this is Vince reporting from the middle of a huge storm <laughs> in South Florida. <laughs> Live via satellite. We need you to have, like, the little perfectly parted haircut with a little bow tie like Les Nessman and a microphone. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> so just Waving to, to l- the car driving by. <laughs> just to let people know, Vince's modem died on him. So basically, we're going to be going as fast as we can with this podcast because he is Skyping into the, the show from his phone outside to get the best possible reception. So we're on borrowed time. He's already hung up on me a couple of times, the bastard. So I haven't hung up, damn it. It was you. you you've been waiting years for this opportunity. <laughs> Hang up on the old man and blame it on Skype. Okay, so we're going to jump into just for a little bit of the news of today. Today was an awesome, awesome comic book day. Now, I know you already hit the comic book shop to pick up yours, right? Absolutely. What did you pick up? I got uh, for immediate purchase, I made sure to pick up Captain America, Ghost Rider, and Schism, as well as uh, Ultimate Fallout. Did you pick up any of the Fallout or the uh, Flashpoint stuff? Uh, not yet, just because that's a lot of comics to buy in one day. Yeah, no kidding. I went in and I actually had a, um, a an appointment for my knees to go check up after the surgery. And so I figure I'll just stop in right after and it'll be quick. Plus, it'll be early in the morning, which means I'll have my first shot at variance. <laughs> you can mock me all you want, but I got that awesome Captain America variant. You got to admit, it looks damn good. Oh, I, I can't argue that. Yeah, and then I also picked up Schism as well. They had a variant of it that I picked up that's a damn sight better than the standard one, I thought. Except for the freaking veins on Wolverine's arms. What the crap is up with that? I don't know. And then I picked up <laughs> the see, ulti- now, now you have to find the rest of the variants because they all go together into a panoramic picture. Do they really? No way. Oh, yeah, yeah. they do. Oh, damn, I'm going to have to bleep that out. (laughs) Do you have any idea what you've gotten yourself into? You know what is funny is I also picked up the variant for the uh, Avengers versus New Ultimates, the number six, which is really not that big a deal, but I've been picking up the variants for all the others. So it's one of those, I kind of have to pick it up, but I'm glad the series is done just so that I don't have to pick up those anymore. And then I picked up as well, (laughs) uh, Samurai's Blood 2 came out. I mean... We yeah, my shop didn't have that one. I was upset. Oh, I was thrilled. And the cover on this one is awesome. No variant, but it's awesome. I picked up Ultimate Fallout as well. There's a nice variant of it. The standard cover is nice, but you know what? We've seen so much of it that I, I'm, I'm kind of very happy to see something different. And then I got uh, a variant of Batman The Dark Knight. It's number three. I don't have one and two. I'm going to have to go hunt for one and two. But I couldn't resist it. The freaking <laughs> cover is so awesome. And then I also picked up uh, I picked up the second Deathstroke because I really liked the first Death Deathstroke. Yeah. 
So it was an expensive friggin' day. List, maybe a weekend purchase. Yeah. And see, I was going to pick up Ghost Rider number one as well. And I had it in my hands and I really wanted to pick it up. But again, I spent quite a bit just on this. So it was like, yeah, I'll wait. And but the thing that I hated was that, like we were saying earlier, it has a f- freaking huge fear itself splashed all over it i was wondering what it was if it was actually one of the little mini series but it turns out no it's just a tie-in for it that's why um but you you did get that one yeah pretty freaking cool too yeah well i haven't read it i will be reading it i will eventually pick it up and uh because i i kind of did like that point one although again our problems with that notwithstanding i still did kind of enjoy it so let's jump into we're going to talk about some Spider-Man stuff first, because as most people know, there's some big stuff coming on right now. And this is, they're, they're making a big deal about leading up to Spider-Island right now. And you're seeing glimpses of it leading up to it. Luckily, they're not, you know, building up like the death of Spider-Man for freaking four months beforehand or more. Um, <laughs> but they are still building up. But Issues number, we're going to be talking about first issues number 63 and 65, which had Annie Venom in them. And I don't know about you, but I really was enjoying these a lot. Yeah, I love the anti-Venom character. Just like we were talking about how last week, what's really made the Venom series appealing is the Flash character. And what's really making the anti-Venom character appealing is that they're finally getting Eddie out there instead of it just being the symbiote. So we're, we're finally seeing, you know, what Eddie wants to do. And we saw small flashes of that from Venom back in, you know, the 90s and stuff. But it never really became anything. So this is really the first time the Eddie Brock character has had any sort of goal with his symbiote. And I'm really liking that about Anti-Venom, how, you know, he's, he, he really legitimately wants to help Spider-Man in his own twisted ways. Twisted is the right word, because what I love about this is that when you're looking at Venom, which I, I've i been picking up all the back issues, I really am digging it, and looking forward to how it's going to be tying into Spider Island as well, oh, because we got definitely. some, oh yeah, we got some talk of that in the Daily Bugle freebie that they, they gave out, which if you didn't pick one up, man, dude, ask your comic book shop if he's got some stash aside, because it was actually really good for a little free thing given out, but uh, what I liked about the uh, the anti venom was that unlike venom we're in he still has flash still has uh, a lot more control over the symbiote than it appears that eddie has sometimes because when eddie's in that <laughs> anti venom mode he's like crazy at times and i <laughs> love it it's just such a weird interaction between him and spider-man and i think it's hilarious and i really am liking it a lot to the point where i think that if they actually gave him his own series i'd be into that one as well i think they actually did a a mini series with him not that long ago and i see i have a cover in my head with anti-venom but the symbiote is shaped into like the punisher skull I have to remember where that came from because it just looked awesome. It was anti-venom with the Punisher skull and like this huge chain gun. Like, I want to read that. No kidding. I'll, well, I'll, I'll do a little bit of digging and see if I can find it as well. But no, I really enjoyed it a lot. And of course, the those two issues dealt mainly with um, Negative Man, right? That's what it's called? That's what he is? Negative Man? Mr. Negative. Negative, yeah. yeah. So it dealt with him and his, his two personalities and then how that tied in with he, he kind of put 
Aunt May in a little mini coma there for a bit. Um, <laughs> but uh, Brock is trying to take him down, knowing who he really is. And he's trying to convey this to Spider-Man. But again, you're getting that impression that it's that 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 it makes that weird persona when it's him and and Brock and the the symbiote together and he can't really convey it properly and you get this monstrous fight and everything and I love how he is actually fairly easily able to keep Spider-Man you know weakened and unable to do much so you're not getting Mm -hmm. these huge choreographed fights like you have with Venom instead it's much more about the talking about thinking your way out of the webbing about things like that so I really 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 dig that a lot which is why again I'm seeing the the relationship between anti-venom and spider-man far differently than venom and spider-man and they're so different and so unique and yet still so much fun in their own right and open up so many possibilities in each other's in, in each you know each each one of them yeah and it's been so long since we've seen anti-venom uh, in spider-man so in bringing the character back and we're going oh yeah that's right this character is really cool so people who haven't been reading spider-man for the last couple of years like yourself had you seen anti-venom before this no i had not and i still don't know the whole backstory to so him i'm actually gonna have to figure character, you're seeing what he's capable of oh yeah yeah, so now it's just going to be a matter of doing a little bit of research to find out more about it so that I can know that history because I, again, I am seriously digging the combination of him and Brock, same as with Flash and Venom. I, I'm really, really hoping that the sales are doing well with those titles so that they do keep it up. Basically, uh, Brock was hanging around the homeless shelter because he was dealing with his cancer and he came into contact with Mr. Negative and his weird negative powers grasped onto the small little bit of venom that was still inside Brock and twisted it and made it a negative of the venom and that's how anti-venom came about so whereas venom was all about darkness and anger anti-venom was all about you know healing and stuff that's why he weakened spider-man he sees spider-man's radioactive blood as a sickness so he tries to cure spider-man of his sickness dude that's awesome oh now I really have to go back and find those issues that's that's fantastic way back in the 500s and stuff yeah I'll find it. That is friggin' awesome. I love it. And I I wish I would have known that reading this would have made a lot more sense. But I, again, even without knowing that, these issues, number 63 and 663, 664, definitely worth picking up people. 665 came out today. I haven't picked that one up yet, but I will be. Because 666 is leading us to Spider Island. Now, it's funny because initially when I heard about Spider Island and what little I'd gleaned, I it was funny because I was talking to my son about it too and he was saying, you know what it is? It's like fear itself where everybody gets hammers, but here everybody gets spider powers. <laughs> which is so much cooler yeah so it's like how astute is that for a 14 year old but reading this little daily bugle that has a uh a little preview of 666 which is really really looks quite cool and then they're talking about all of the tie-ins that are going to be happening in all of the different books and then you've also got interviews with uh, Dan Slott and with uh, Rick Remender as well. And I really like this little thing between that and the actual preview for um, Spider Island, where his girlfriend's on the freaking ceiling. Oh, dude, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm so reading that. And so 
this really showed off a lot of the uh, what we can expect, and I'm really seriously digging everything that I'm reading here. Yeah, I, I love the whole concept of the Daily Bugle, and I really want to see Marvel do more of these for some upcoming storylines. I think it's a really cool way to 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 get the information out there while still being in that Marvel style, like the stuff like the little classified ads you saw in there. And I really like the 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 ad that the Heroes for Hire took out on that one page. Not only is it advertising their comic tie-in, but it's a fun little way of, of putting it into the whole newspaper format. And yeah, there, there there's there's a bunch of tie-ins. There's stuff like Heroes for Hire, uh, Herc, um, Black Panther that they're tying into the regular monthly series. And I don't know because. Because if they're going straight from the fear itself tie-ins right into the Spider Island tie-ins, like for a comic like Herc, who's only had five issues come out so far, he had three issues of his own, and then two issues that are fear itself tie-ins, and now a couple of issues that are Spider Island tie-ins. I mean, that's a big jump for a new series. Uh, I don't know, like how the readers are really going to grasp onto that. See, to me, it's not just that so much as we discussed it when we were talking about all of the stuff that was going on with Spider-Man, where it was Avengers stuff or it was FF stuff, and it wasn't just him in the city. And now it's come back to that, but the same thing is going to be happening to all of these other tie-in series, wherein, yeah, they're just coming off the fear itself. They're not going to have a lot of time to just be their own series again before jumping into something else. And that may very well put off a lot of people who would like to read them yeah but that said the actual spider island miniseries uh spider girl uh cloak and dagger oh the cloak uh, and dagger um, what's oh. the other one the, the the deadly fists of kung fu i'm really looking forward to all of those and the avengers versus ff yeah dude spider woman putting a hurting on the thing that'll be fun to watch <laughs> see if he lives that one down i really yeah really eh? i i'm really digging it what's funny is that reading what they had to say too i believe it was either was it slot or remender i think it was slot who was saying that some of the most interesting things that are coming out of this aren't the um the, the superheroes that are gaining additional abilities so much as just regular people who were supporting like cast member exactly and then when you that see so her cool. oh yeah especially when she's saying of course i'm telling you we're boyfriend and girlfriend and he's like oh that's not gonna come back to bite me <laughs> but yeah it was awesome and what i'm looking forward to is seeing all of these supporting characters that now are going to have these abilities and how they would deal with it because that's really going to show a lot of these same kind of moments where Parker's going to be like, you know, have I been wrong all this time and not sharing this with people or whatever, or trusting maybe a few more people like you saw in, in that little, those few pages there. Yeah, it's definitely going to lead to some interesting stories. And like, um, was it, I think it was the point one issue. They showed a panel of MJ actually crawling up a wall. So that's going to be really interesting once it plays out. Yeah. And what we saw as well, what we have been seeing is they have been working towards um, this in the Amazing Spider-Man right now, in the little mini stories that have been in the back, where we've gotten a uh, the Cloak and Dagger, and we've gotten the uh, what's his name, Chu Chu Chi, Chi. What's his name? 
Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, right. So where he was working with uh, Peter Parker to teach him his own brand uh, of uh, of martial arts, spider martial arts kind of thing. But we've been seeing <laughs> these little... style. St- yeah, it's, which was awesome. And some of the art in those, oh my God, I've got one playing here. It's a double panel where they're doing the fight all over the place and it's so well yeah, choreographed. Yeah, that was awesome. And um, they're showing now for, for Tart in the audience. So again, it's... It's one. <laughs> it's one of those things where I wasn't in that excited initially, partially because I saw too many similarities with what's going on with Fear itself right now, which kind of scared me. But from what I'm seeing, instead, we're getting a lot of the quirkiness that is in the Spider-Man series, but now on a grander scale and affecting more people. And I'm really all right with that. I, I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's not trying to be this huge deal. It's just telling its own story that happens to be a little bigger than normal. And the impression I'm getting, too, is that just that it's not trying to be oh so deep like Fear Itself is trying to be, but rather just that popcorn flick, that summer popcorn flick that you look forward to. You go see, you have fun, and that's it. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be the better of the two for the summer from my point of view, what it's looking like. Yeah, well, it's still going up against Flashpoint, however. In terms of well, sales, yeah, that, it's going to be interesting. Big, those, that's, that's a hard one to follow, but at least compared to Fear itself. Well, I'd like to know how it's going to do sales-wise compared to the DC stuff with Flashpoint. Because like you were saying, not everybody right now is digging Flashpoint. So it's going to be interesting. Now, that being said, <laughs> we are. We're loving it. So we got... absolutely. Our third flashpoint, as well as the second round of the three-parters for Abinsur, Batman, Night of Vengeance, Secret 7, and the World of Flashpoint. Now, we're not even going to bother talking about Secret 7 because neither of us read it. <laughs> but let's start off with the, uh, the actual flashpoint number three. What did you think about it? Oh, my God. God, I thought it was so <laughs> freaking cool. Like, I don't know where they keep coming up with these twists from. Like, we saw at the end of issue two, we thought they had killed freaking Barry Allen with that bolt of lightning. So I, I don't know about that whole I need a bigger bolt thing. That was <laughs> kind of goofy, but whatever. I'm I was all right with it. it. <laughs> I was. In fact, what was funny is that, like, I really like Barry Allen. I like the character a lot. And I I feel like I, I just haven't read enough of The Flash, but that's primarily because I've always thought that his villains have been complete freaking goofballs. Seriously, <laughs> fastest man alive that can evacuate a city before a bomb goes off and he's defeated by a guy with a boomerang. Come on. So that's the main reason I have it. I've loved the character, though, which is why I've been really digging this. So when I'm reading this and again, it's Thomas Wayne that he's with, which makes it even cooler because it's just he's just so different from Batman and yet still our Batman, our Batman, and yet still very hmm. similar. But when he they're working together and he's talking about he needs more and he's you're cheering for him. It's like, yeah, go get electrocuted, Barry. You can do it. <laughs> I have faith in you that you can get struck by lightning again. <laughs> but it was a freaking I love that issue. It was just I was having a blast reading it and it's again it's ramping up so well yeah and 
Like you said you'd finally got a chance to read the Canterbury Cricket, right? Yeah, yeah. And Which, how'd you like that one? I loved it. I loved it. The, yeah. I mean, there were aspects that I wasn't as crazy about. That freaking demon, rhyming demon, I've never liked him. Come on. <laughs> the freaking rhyming demon, give me a break. I've never liked that character. He kind of fit in here with the whole English theme that they had going on. So I, I kind of let it pass. But the actual Canterbury Cricket character was awesome. It was fun. <laughs> I liked it. He was still deep and interesting. I really liked it. So throughout that whole miniseries, it, it, the, it, or that one shot, actually, it brought up the question of who was the leader of the resistance. And we finally saw that here with it being the grifter of all people coming over from the wild storm universe, not even a core DC character. And, you know, the grifter is one of those characters that when I look at him, I think the 90s and then I just stop thinking altogether. So but then when he showed up here, I was like, awesome. It's the freaking grifter. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so. Issue three was definitely worth pe- reading um, for anybody who Superman. Well, that's the thing too. I was I was getting to that. That was crazy. It was <laughs> sorry. You sounded like you were wrapping up. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I that was leading to that because it's like to me it was it it was very much two separate stories and it was you know the 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 first half of the book and then the second half they could very well have just put a a, a a mid section there where you go take a break a pee break and then come back for the second half of the book <laughs> and the second half is this part with with spider or with uh, superman and the lead up to it is is it's very well done, very cool. There's a lot of foreshadowing, and because you know the characters, you kind of know somewhat what's going to happen. But it's well done, and it's just this leading up to this massive freaking safe door <laughs> with the big S on it. And I love that they kept him completely isolated so he couldn't be Superman. So there never was yeah. a real Superman. There was just this puny weird looking geeky dude and now i can't wait to see how the sun rays are going to change him and what that's going to mean to his character because now what i'm seeing too knowing that these are all leading up now to our new series the reboots in september so if this is now going to be our superman potentially i mean some of it may change with the reversal of time or you know but they did say some things will change what will that mean to that character Never not having had the Smallville upbringing, but rather being raised in a safe. That's I mean, if they (laughs) stick with that, that's huge. And then again, for the third month in a row, a great freaking ending to the issue. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you don't have more to say about it, we'll move on to the actual individual series here just as long as we can uh, keep yeah. you connected so <laughs> i suggest we move on what did you think about the ab and sir one um it was okay i liked it i it, it I, i'm wanting to see you know exactly how it ties into the hal jordan side of it like we're getting two sides of the story here between ab and sir and hal jordan and we know eventually something's going to happen to pass off and you know I think losing his hand. That was pretty cool. (laughs) I think think that's how the ring is going to make its way to to Hal Jordan. (laughs) You has no hands, no ring for you. But like, honestly, like as I enjoyed Abin Sir, I I really liked World of Flashpoint, but Night of Vengeance was so awesome. The other two, like I almost forgot about them. (laughs) Yeah, I actually, I read 
the Batman first. I had to. Come on. And so I read the Batman one and I'm blown away. I mean, yeah. it's it's like they can't fail with that one, in my opinion. I'm just <laughs> so freaking digging it. It's unbelievable. And then I read the Abinsur and the World of Flashpoint. And so it was like, I really like the Abinsur one. I I love the art in it, although it was almost as if they had more than one artist working on it, which I'm going to have to actually check if that's the case, because mm -hmm. some of the art was so completely different from the um, in some of the, the panels that it just didn't look like the same ones. I mean, especially if you're looking at the last three pages, say. The big battle between Sinestro and Abinsur, which, dude, that was freaking rocking. I love that. <laughs> but then if you look at the very last panel, the characters don't even look the same. Sinestro doesn't even look like the Sinestro that's in the other panels, the other pages. I don't know. Well, Did you once notice I that? Get back inside to my comics, I'll be sure to look at that. Go check it out, <laughs> seriously. Because I loved the Sinestro that was in the, the pages, not the last one, but the pages before that. It wasn't the normal looking Sinestro, but it was different. And I dug it. It was like, oh, I really like the new look that this artist is doing, their rendition of it. And uh, but then the last page is back to normal and it was wasn't even nearly as good. But that being said, regardless, the issue itself was very good. And World of Flashpoint. I am really, really liking that series a lot now. Yeah, with her jumping around and visiting all the characters, some of which I recognized, some of which I didn't. But I, I love how I was like, oh, you're, she wasn't going to, to you know, recruit them. She just had to go learn le little lessons from them. So even in this, I, could just see, like, I can see how it very easily could have just been, oh, let's really quickly just show off you know some other characters but it, it actually worked for the story and like even for the couple pages each character was in there they they did something with them they didn't just show up they, there was you know a small bit of development for that you know two pages they were in the issue and then the ending again but where is dc getting this from yeah <laughs> it's like all of a sudden they kicked all the writers in the ass and said you know what creativity look into it wikipedia <laughs> come up with something original and fun and different uh but getting back now to the batman issue Ooh. Looking at especially the little story arc with uh, Commissioner Gordon. Well, he's not commissioner. I, I still don't know if he's actually commissioner in the new one. I can't. I can't remember now. Um, Jim. Let's just go. With yeah. Jim. Well, Gordon. <laughs> that little freaking story arc with him, where he's going after to try to save the kids. Oh. Reminded me why I love the Batman series as a whole. Because a lot of the other ones, you're getting a lot of grief and struggle and this and that. But then you get into the Batman and it's just dark. It's just freaking dark, creepy stuff. And it's like, oh my God. And you get that little you tingle little up your bad. neck. Yes. <laughs> you're, you you feel kind of bad that you're both happy and upset that he shot the little yeah. girl, you know. But man, tell you're me like, you oh, didn't freaking awesome. gasp. Oh man. Tell me you didn't literally gasp when you saw those panels which oh our dude, I'm gonna. I'm not prepared with the who did the art. Whoever did the art for those, oh, they need to be commended because it just fitted perfectly. Like again, tell me you didn't literally go oh, when you saw that he shot the little. It's for Tart in the audience here. Spoiler alert, people! Spoilers. <laughs> but when he shoots the little girl, you're like, 
again, tell me you didn't gasp. It's funny because I was just talking to Tart about this last night because I've been trying to talk her into actually buying these comics. Like, oh, I'm not into DC and, you know, a lot of people aren't liking. I'm like, buy the Batman one. And she's like, Are you, is it really good? I was like, no lie. I said, holy, well, crap for our show. <laughs> Out loud reading this comic at least three times. Pages. <laughs> yeah, it was it was by far the best of these these here that we're talking about this round by far the best and i actually i also read today the um the new booster gold one which is continuing his battle with doomsday which was okay i mean it wasn't Mm -hmm. terrible but it wasn't it was it was okay um again not crazy about this when when there's on either side blatantly ripping off other characters powers basically the the girl that he's with is is rogue and it's like dude you can't do that come up with something more original but uh but that was all right well it it, it's a tie-in it's not a full flashpoint title so they can't be completely original yeah and it really wasn't i was a little uh, unimpressed compared unimpressed is the wrong word i wasn't as impressed as i was with the ones just prior to this which i thought were awesome um but i did read the aquaman number two ho ho Oh, dude, you will be happy when you read that. I'm not going to spoil any of it for anybody. Um, But to say that there's a lot of backstory, which is great because we've got some different stuff going on and whatnot. So it's nice to get, again, more backstories on different things as it pertains to this new universe, whatever you want to call it, parallel universe. So I really enjoyed it a lot. It was quite good. I can't wait. Uh, I'm going to have to pick that one up on Saturday after I get paid. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's still a few more that I'm picking up for this week, too. Just, again, it was uh, <laughs> between picking up the, the, the variants that, <laughs> that I got and yeah. the, the couple of extras, it's, there was only so much I could do. And I haven't had a chance yet to read my Deathstroke that I picked up because that is one that I'm so digging that story. And it ended with him fighting Aquaman and the other one. So it was like, I need to find out what happened. So I definitely need to read that. But yeah, so there's right now, again, there are only a couple of issues that I've read so far that I have not. There's a couple that I wasn't impressed with. There was one that I did not like. But other than that, amazing stuff to the point of some of them, like the Batman stuff, being among the favorites of what I've read so far this year. Yeah, it, it's it's up there, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to? I, I can't. I can't say enough good stuff about DC, and it's, it's very uncomfortable for me. I'm not used to these <laughs> words going together. In you sentences. feel like you have to wash now. <laughs> okay. Your your connection's still on, so we're gonna quickly touch on it. Did you get a chance to read the new two? Oh, of course. Oh, dude, wasn't that awesome? Because <laughs> we want to talk about awesome. Two is consistently absolutely friggin awesome and i'm so glad that they're back to actually tony chu but it was a blast i'm gonna actually let you talk about it and tony chu well yeah but (laughs) i mean the original the real tony chu the one with the 
and I'll believe that I'm out. I'm loving his sister. I'm loving his sister as, as you know when she's in full you know special agent mode. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's so because she has this you know her little perky smile, and yet you know she's just verbally beating down everybody around her. I love her. Well, I love how she thinks ahead as well, and she's even a little bit more coy than he is. Like when she's bringing the bag of diaper crap into the room to clear the room and is making fun of him when he finally picks up on what it is that she's doing yeah and what's up with the freaky babies okay why don't you explain (laughs) what's going on in the issue okay so uh from memory since i don't have my notes in front of me (laughs) um basically uh what's his name the captain is trying to get rid of tony and he he can't be mean to tony anymore because of uh the blackmail issue but he doesn't want tony around so he's trying to pawn him off on whatever agency he can so tony ends up working with nasa in this issue with his sister well tony antonia and investigating exactly what's going on with the lights in the sky and the aliens talking about how when they thought the earth was just going to be depopulated they sent every astronaut they could up into space <laughs> with alcohol and smooth jazz and well when you have babies in zero gravity they don't turn out quite right <laughs> i love that scene send them out i'm reading it every available astronaut was sent into space with payloads of white wine viagra and mp3s of smooth jazz and given only a single direct <laughs> directive start f- I'll bleep that out, but I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> and I like that the, the, the control panel, the control panel between them when they're floating. There's one that says smooth jams initiated. <laughs> so basically, yeah, they're, they're picking up on what we've seen uh, at the beginning of the issue with all kinds of important people and chow getting assassinated by these weird bullets. And it's just basically it's Tony helping Antonia out with her investigation and, you know, seeing that, you know, her powers are starting to come into her own. And I don't know, let me, let me just, maybe I was missing something or maybe I'm looking too far into it from what I'm look, picking up on her, her sympathetic powers or that she can see the future is from what I'm looking at. Yep. That's what it looked okay. like to me as well. Was, was that explained or am I just making that up? I had, This is the first I see it and based on what she was saying in the last couple of pages as well, where she was asking him to take, well, quote unquote, credit for the, the case because she had not yet, again, quote unquote, come out of the closet and she didn't want to be treated like he has been. And I thought that was a fantastic <laughs> moment. You've got this insane story, this insane circumstance of them with these insane powers and yet you have this sibling affection for each other where yeah he'll essentially take the rap for her so that she doesn't have to you know have to deal with the same things he has and then she's got those big eyes and she's so happy i have a younger sibling i went through this i know what this is and so i just thought that was actually very cool again the writing in this from beginning to end still holds up as powerful, as good as any other issue so far. Yeah, it's consistently amazing. Yeah. Okay, we're going to have to actually get that freaking writer on here one time. I know he said to contact him after, and we got the dogs. I'll bleep that out. I know that he said he's going to be busy for a while, especially with San Diego Comic-Con coming up, but he told me to contact him afterwards, and I am going to because I want to get him on the show. I need to talk to this man. Someone with a brain like this, we need him on the show. (laughs) 
Okay, so now just to talk about what the real were you on when you came up with Yeah, this? really. <laughs> okay, just to talk about what's coming out next week now. Or sorry, this week. So if you're hitting up your comic book shop, we've got Captain America number one, which we've both picked up. Uh, Defender, Defenders from the Marvel Vault number one. FF number six, which again, still digging what they're doing with that series. We got Amazing Spider-Man 665. Ultimate Avengers versus New Ultimates number six. I've got it. Haven't read it yet. I'll let you all know what I think about it. Ultimate Comics Fallout number one. That's a big one, folks, because this is going to be leading to the big reboot change later on. X-Men Schism number one. And then, of course, there's also the Ghost Rider number one, if you're into that. I know there's a lot of other ones, but we're going to move right along to DC as well before Vince disconnects again. We've got a <laughs> bunch of trade paperbacks and hardcovers. We got like Batman, Bruce Wayne, The Road Home. We got Hush, Unwrapped, Deluxe Edition, which, oh, dude, that's a nice looking book. That looks cool. Yeah, I, I didn't look at the price. <laughs> I didn't either, but I saw it and it was like, oh, don't even pick it up. Don't even pick it up. <laughs> And then we got Blackest Night trade paperback, Blackest Night Green Lantern trade paperback, Blackest Night Green Lantern core trade paperback. So again, if you like picking those up, there's a crap load of them for you to pick up. There's also Booster Gold number 46, which is the one that I was talking about with Doomsday. Eh, so-so issue, worth reading if you want to keep up with what's going on, but definitely not the best that I've read from Booster Gold. Then we got DC Comics presents Batman Gotham Noir number one. I know nothing about this, but I want to I, I want to read it. I don't know what it is, but it sounds Andrew damn Baker. cool. That's all you need to know. All right. We got Flashpoint Citizen Cold number two, which, you know what? I kind of liked the number one. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do here. Deathstroke, of course, number two. Yep. We got uh, Emperor Aquaman number two, which I was saying, fantastic issue, folks. Pick it up. We've also got Frankenstein and the Creatures of the Unknown, which, dude, I freaking loved the first one. I And I know you did, too. Yep. I, again, I, I don't know why. Yeah, it was just fun. And then for the the other series, or developers, publishers, blah, 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 we've got Samurai's Blood number two. I've got it. I'll let you know what I think of it. If it's anything at all like the first one, Dude, it's a, a must purchase. And then if you're enjoying the new Star Wars stuff that's coming out, because a lot of people are getting ready right now for the Old Republic that's coming out, they actually have now Star Wars The Old Republic, a five-part series, um, Lost Sons. And so the second one just came out. I haven't read the first one yet, but my son did. I'm going to steal his copy and read it. And then there's also Star Wars <laughs> Invasions Revelations number one to five. Was there anything else you wanted to mention? Uh, just to give a quick shout out, since I'm still here, um, Marvel released a Dark Avengers collection and hardcover today also. It's got all 16 issues, minus the two issues they did crossing over with Uncanny X-Men, as well as the annual. And No! <laughs> we were so close to being done! <laughs> And he's gone. <laughs> so close. So close. Okay, we're going to cut it off there anyways, folks. And so if you want to reach us, of course, you... Oh, hold on. He's back online. We're going to try and see... <laughs> I don't know how much of this I'm going to be editing. Seriously. Some of this is just going to stay in because this is just absolute stupidity at this point. Oh, uh, no way. 
He disconnected again. That's it. We're done. So that is going to call it a wrap for tonight. Make sure to stop by the site at comicbookinformer.com. The show notes will be up as well as some information about some of the titles that we talked about. And of course, you can find me on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at CB Informer. And if you are on G Plus right now, Google Plus, you can find both Vince as well as myself. I'm going to put the information for that in our profiles on the site so that it's going to be easy for you to find us. Of course, if you're downloading the show from iTunes, please leave us a review. We love those. And with that, I'll let you go and we will talk to you guys next week. Oh, is me Faithless you and selfish me This should be interesting. All right. Well, I'm standing outside trying to get the best signal possible before <laughs> it starts raining. <laughs> I was going to sit down by the lake, but it's going to rain. <laughs> oh, this can't get any more awesome. All the f***s on the modem go out. I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Fun times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. I've got no show notes, no <laughs> comics to refer to, but it's it's all in my head. Go for it. This should be awesome. I, I briefly considered getting the Ghost Rider blank variant. <laughs> because, because for one, the regular cover has a here itself logo splashed across the top. Dude, and I, the actual Ghost Rider logo is cool. I'm like, ah, uh, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. This should be priceless. <laughs> okay. Best outtakes ever. Ever. Fun times. Oh, 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 I don't. No, don't call me. I call you. And we got to pause because he left. <laughs> this is freaking hilarious. This is going to be fun to edit. Uh, Tart, you're seeing us at our best. Dude, if you had a headset and mic, I'd bring you in. You can actually talk comics with me. You'd be talking comics and everybody in the coffee shop would be going, Stay away from the crazy girl talking to herself. Dan Slot, as well as Rick Remender, as well as the tie-ins. I didn't mention any of them, but said that they look interesting. And go. You're not going. <laughs> He's online. Let's hurry. <laughs> May only have him for a minute. That's what she said. Cruel, but funny. It would be. I won't do it. I love Vince too much. Okay. <laughs> and was it a number one or a number two? <laughs> you know, it's sad when you laugh at number one and number two jokes that you don't even make. Just the reference of number one or number two and you laugh. 40-year-old man giggling like a kid. Hello, I'm actually going to email him. Don't bother coming back after hanging up on me like that, you miserable bastard. We're done. I don't love you anymore. Anymores. <laughs> Send. All right. <laughs> and that was the sound of the email going whoosh.